everyone. This is Brad Hughes, school principal and chief encouragement officer from Ontario, Canada. And I've got some good news for you. You found the Good News Brad News podcast, amplifying stories of heart-led educators moving from positive intention to action. Great people like you, improving kids' lives through service, connection, and finding the fun. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to a new school year, a new season, and a brand new episode. Episode 24 of the Good News, Brad News podcast. I am your host, Brad Hughes, and as you settle in and get comfortable, whether you're tuning in for the first time or the 24th time, I'm so glad to have you with me. To get things started, I'd like you to pause for just a moment, close your eyes if you're able to, and imagine a teacher. Hold that image of a teacher in your mind for just a few seconds. Great. Now, when I asked you to picture a teacher, did you happen to picture a baby? I'm guessing you didn't, but babies are indeed the tiny teachers in the unique and impactful program that started in Canada and has now reached over 1 million young people globally. It's called Roots of Empathy, and it's a program that I've been able to observe and champion as a school principal. Roots of Empathy is a social and emotional literacy program that leverages the influence of a local family and their baby, who is four months old at the start of the program. Parent and baby visit the classroom once every three weeks so students can watch and observe the baby's growth, learn about their temperaments, and celebrate milestone developments. I'm so excited to introduce not one or two, but three incredible guests to you today, all deeply connected with Roots of Empathy in Waterloo Region, Ontario, Canada. Mary Wright is a Roots of Empathy program coordinator and trainer. Jen Veach is an early childhood educator and Roots of Empathy facilitator. And Jenny Smith, a teacher herself, was a parent participant with her baby, Duncan, her own tiny teacher in Jen's kindergarten classroom. The Roots of Empathy are found in the loving relationship between the parent and baby that visit the classroom. As students observe and discuss how the baby communicates its needs and how the parent responds, they wonder, what do babies have to teach us? What might they need and how could we help? They see how love builds brains, one of the tenets of the Roots of Empathy program. These questions and discussions continue in the life of the classroom between visits, where students have support from the Roots of Empathy educator to apply what they're learning about expressing, understanding, and responding to emotions. Research confirms that in Roots of Empathy classrooms, pro-social behaviors like sharing, cooperating, and understanding others increase while aggression tends to be reduced. Everyone in the classroom looks forward with great excitement to the Roots of Empathy visits. And frequently, students' relationships with the neighborhood families and interest in the baby's development and well-being continue long after the Roots of Empathy sessions have ended. 
That's right, love builds bridges as well as brains. As much as children are influenced by the educators and other adults in their lives, there's no question that children also have immeasurable influence in the lives of others. What may sometimes be missing is the intention to name the difference they make to the children themselves. A difference that participants in Roots of Empathy can't help but see, hear, and feel. What are you learning from the young people in your life? Do you tell children about their influence and impact? About what they teach you and the ways they make you better? If the answer is not yet, today would be the perfect day to start. What powerful modeling for children to name not only what they are learning from us, but what we are learning from them as we interact in our homes, schools, and communities. I know you'll love getting to know my guests today, and after hearing their Roots of Empathy story, you'll be eager to connect with them too. So, here's my interview with Roots of Empathy champions, Mary Wright, Jen Veach, and Jenny Smith, today on The Good News, Brad News Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back once again to the Good News, Brad News Podcast. I am so excited to bring not one, not two, but three panel guests to you tonight talking about a program that has reached over one million young people globally. And it's a program that uses the world's youngest teachers. I'm pleased to be talking Roots of Empathy tonight with Mary Wright, Jen Veach, and Jenny Smith. Welcome everyone to the Good News, Brad News Podcast. Thanks, Brad. Hi. It's great to be here. I'd like to start by asking each of you to tell us about who you are, where you are, and what you do. Let's start with Mary. Hi there. Uh, my name is Mary Wright, and I coordinate the program in the Waterloo and Wellington region through YWCA Cambridge, and have been doing that for quite a number of years now, about seven or eight years. Prior to that, I was an instructor, volunteer instructor in the program, which really got me hooked and also had the opportunity to mentor new instructors. So I'm a big believer of the program. And I, I currently um, still work at the Y doing that component. Jen, over to you. Hi, I'm Jen Beach. I am a designated early childhood educator at Forest Hill Public School in Kitchener. I have three kids of my own. I've been in FDK now for 10 years, and I've been running the Roots of Empathy program for nine of those years. Thanks, Jen. And Jenny? Hi, I'm Jenny Smith. I am a mom, a partner, an aunt, uh, and I'm also an elementary school educator. I have been an elementary school educator in the Waterloo region for a very long time, it feels like now, definitely over 10 years. I'm sort of reaching that point now where you lose track. I'm so excited that we're all coming together tonight to talk Roots of Empathy, a program that I've been able to observe and champion in my role as school leader. Mary, let's get started by asking you, what is Roots of Empathy? What's it all about? Roots of Empathy is a social and emotional literacy program, and it is uh, evidence-based. Research has shown us that children who participate uh, have an increase in pro-social behaviors of sharing cooperating and understanding others while aggression tends to be reduced in the classroom. 
Mary, where are Roots of Empathy programs offered? Worldwide, certainly across Canada, where it's all started in 1996. So the program turns 25 this year. Now the program can be seen in many, many different countries. It's in Norway, it's in the UK, it's in New Zealand, Costa Rica. Uh, It's delivered in several different languages around the world. Something that might surprise listeners, Mary, is that in addition to adult facilitators and trainers like Jen, Roots of Empathy leverages the influence of the world's tiniest teachers. Can you tell us about that? Yes, definitely. The tiny teacher is a local family and their baby who is four months at the start of the program, and they visit the classroom once every three weeks. So students can watch and observe the baby's growth and learn about the baby's temperament and milestone development. Jen, what attracted you to Roots of Empathy and in what role? Was it as an educator, as a parent? And tell us about your journey as a trainer. When I was in college, back when the program first started, there was talk about this program where a baby comes into the classroom. And right away, it piqued my interest, but I didn't know a lot about it. In my second year with the board, our board offered an opportunity to go get trained to be a Roots of Empathy instructor, and I jumped on it right away. Right away, when you, when you go in there and you're part of that, and you see the baby come in and you watch the videos and you see how it's impacted and you read Mary Gordon's book, you just see how far that program can reach. After becoming an instructor and delivering it myself, I saw the impact it had in our classroom. And I saw the impact it had in the community because I often had a community baby as part of the program. And the kids would get so excited when they saw their baby on the playground or when they saw their baby walking and taking its first steps. And it's, it's just really profound. And Jenny, you graciously offered the services of one of your young ones as a Roots of Empathy baby. Tell us about how you came to be connected with the program and what being a Roots of Empathy parent has come to mean for you. So for me, I was an educator in the school where Jen was running the Roots of Empathy program. And as an educator, uh, I, I love children and babies are certainly not the children I get to interact with on a daily basis. So when a baby comes into the building, everybody asks questions. And so I was talking with Jen and I believe at the time I was pregnant with my first child and I learned more about it, but the timing of that child's delivery and everything else didn't quite work out. But when I was pregnant with my second child, the timing was pretty much perfect. And so I was able then to bring my baby (laughs) into my school. And which is, I think, almost every educator who is also a parent's dream is you get to have all of your kids, um, in air quotes, all of your kids together in one place at the same time. And so that was really, really special that I had that opportunity. And for the duration of my time at that school, all of those children would still ask me how baby Duncan was doing. Mary, it's so much more than children in a classroom observing a baby and the instructor and the parent. Where do the roots of empathy begin and how does the program leverage the influence of the baby to grow empathy among the participants? Certainly that the founder, Mary Gordon, who created this program in Toronto in 1996, and she had done, I think, a, a bit of research and sort of testing of the market prior to that even, and just felt that if a, a baby is magical because there are no errors being put on, they're authentic everything is genuine when we see them laughing or crying or giggling, that kind of thing. And and most people are welcomed by that. So 
as students are able to watch the loving relationship between a parent and the baby, they realize, they see how love grows brains. And that's uh, one of our sort of models in Roots of Empathy. They see how a caring relationship helps that baby to grow and um, just do very well. Jen, in your role as instructor, how have you seen class communities transformed, either the individuals within them or as a classroom community through the influence of your training and the Roots of Empathy Baby? A big focus on Roots of Empathy is understanding feelings, of course. So we would often talk about, oh, look, the baby's crying right now. What do you think the baby needs? Or even when um, I, it was my turn to run part of the program and I would say, can I dance with your baby? I would ask the baby. You actually look at the baby and say, can I hold you? Can I dance with you? And maybe you'll do it a little bit. And if the baby starts crying, you're like, oh, no, the baby looks sad. Let's give the baby back to its mommy because that's who it needs right now to feel safe. So you instill all that kind of communication with the kids and it teaches them to respect each other too. Instead of just taking a toy, they start saying, oh, I should, you know, ask for things. Or if baby Duncan is feeling sad, then, you know, I feel sad too. And that would make me feel sad. And when I feel sad, I want my mom and I want to feel safe. And they start to relate in that way. And they start to relate with each other and connect with each other and think about that if that happened to them, if, they're, if I fell off a chair, I would feel sad and I would want my friend to come and check on me. So they start doing those things. Jenny, as both a parent and an educator, how would you position emotional awareness and emotional management as part of a kid's development? So for me as an educator and as a parent, it's been amazing to see the growth and development, but I think that common language. So as Jen shared, establishing, oh, maybe they're feeling upset. This is what a baby needs when they are upset, or this is what might help. Being able to create that common language amongst the children. What's been interesting for me is not only was my son Duncan a Roots of Empathy baby, but he also, when he was in kindergarten, got to be a participant in the program as one of the classmates. And so seeing his progress in that way and seeing even now, a year or two later, he's able to, he will come up beside you and pat your back. He will bring you a stuffed animal. And I would, as, as his mother, I, I have to say, he's always been kind and loving and compassionate. But I think as an educator in looking at my own child, I saw a shift in that development and a shift in the capacity in both he and the other students that I worked with when we were volunteers with the program and being able to share that common language and identify feelings. And I think when children are able to identify feelings using words and able to communicate in that way, it can make a huge difference in both their self-esteem and in their own self-efficacy and self-advocacy in order to be able to determine what they need and what the best way is to either give or receive that support. Mary Gordon, the founder and president of Roots of Empathy, has written that in society, we generally measure what we treasure. Traditionally in schools, there's a lot of measurement of kids' learning in terms of academic progress, meeting standards, and how we can bridge gaps between academic standards and student achievement. Mary, in terms of Roots of Empathy, what are we treasuring and how is it different than our traditional look at what it means to be successful in school? Well, I think what we're treasuring is when we see that they have those feelings for another or they're checking in with a classmate or they have a moment where they actually, it's like the aha light bulb goes off and they recognize, just as Jen was saying earlier, you know, to go and check on a friend and say, 
oh, could I have that toy now? Are you finished playing with it? Versus perhaps pulling it away from a friend. And we've actually been fortunate in the Waterloo region to have one of our Roots of Empathy programs in a research study a number of years ago. And the teacher was able to actually identify that she noticed an increase in language around caring action words around what the students were doing in terms of checking in with each other, taking care of each other in their community, which is their own class, and certainly was able to articulate and see demonstrated evidence of a a lowering of aggression by the, the end of the school year. Jen, as a school leader, I've come to know Roots of Empathy in a kindergarten setting. I was surprised and excited to learn that other programs are offered in classrooms other than kindergartens. Can you talk with me about the influence that Roots of Empathy might have on kids that are older than four and five years old? The really neat thing about the Roots of Empathy curriculum is it is, there is from kindergarten to grade eight, and it's a very structured curriculum dealing with 27 lessons, nine different topics, and they're all geared towards that age group. I was able to participate in some of those while I was training for Roots of Empathy, but for primarily I do it with the kindergartens. My son, Lucas, was also able to participate as a child for Roots of Empathy when he was in grade four. And he was very, very excited every time the baby came. Lucas is a pretty compassionate kid as well, but it's a level of awareness for each other. I think just seeing that we have the same feelings as a baby. One of the things that is one of my favorite lines in Roots of Empathy is, a crying baby isn't a bad baby. It's a baby with a problem. When we see crying children, the kids would be like, they're not bad. They have a problem. What is their problem? And, and that's, what they're, that's the words that they're using with each other. There's a really beautiful story in Mary Gordon's book that brought me to tears when I read it. And it was about a grade eight boy who it was the last visit with Roots of Empathy. And he asked the mom if he could hold the baby. And this was a boy that was kind of like rough and tumble in the book. Like it, he's kind of rough around the edges. And the mom had said, okay. And the baby, he took the baby to a coronary and he was holding the baby. And he looked at the baby and he said, I hope I can be a good dad one day. And that's how it reaches you. Because it, it helps to feel the connection. You see the bond between a parent and a child. You see the respect. You see the compassion. And it, you can't help but feel it. I'm just pausing. I'm just taking this all in. <laughs> it's, it's just just beautiful and amazing. Jenny, can you reflect on any of the gifts that Roots of Empathy has afforded you as a parent or to your family as you've seen them grow over the years? In terms of gifts, I love, part of what I like to do as an educator, and it's hard to differentiate between being a parent and an educator because I see the world as a huge learning experience for everybody. And it's hard to be a parent and not an educator and an educator and not a parent. For us, though, in terms of helping our own children identify with peers they might be struggling with, um, or cousins or friendships, or each other, in being able to use some of those words and tools and skills that they've observed in the Roots of Empathy program, and um, as Jen shared, a baby crying isn't a bad baby, a baby crying is a baby who has a problem that needs solving. And so being able to help shift perspectives for our children. You know, why, why do you think that might be happening? Do you think it might be because there's something that they need? 
And we don't need to do it as much now that they're getting a little bit older, but still being able to go back. Do you remember when in Roots of Empathy this happened? That's been such a wonderful treasure and, and being able to implement those lessons both as a teacher in a classroom, but also as a parent at home. Mary, tell me about the influence and the work that Roots of Empathy has been doing as we navigate through a global pandemic. Given that Roots of Empathy is typically a face-to-face program, what kind of shifts have been necessary to maintain the influence and the potential of the program through the pandemic? Well, that's been a very interesting piece to navigate because, of course, they've gone virtual as well. And anybody who has participated in Roots of Empathy wonders, how do you do that with the baby and the, the, uh, the baby visits and that sort of thing? So what they have been doing is using still photography as well as video clips of the baby's milestones. So the parent would be doing videotaping of that and sharing that as well as a few live face-to-face visits over Zoom or things of that nature as well so that the students can meet the baby and the parent and ask questions directly and that sort of thing. Another component that's very much a part of Roots of Empathy is artwork. For many children, they can express their emotions or their feelings through drawing a picture, whereas maybe they can't say it to us right away. So artwork has become a very key component of the program and has really demonstrated this year where students are at with the pandemic and that sort of thing. And in fact, if you go to Roots of Empathy's website, they have a children's gallery this year, and they've got many of those pieces on display to share the messages with us. I keep coming back again and again to a vision of restoring our schools as places of emotional and physical safety, just as they were before the pandemic. That kind of safety is needed more than ever. Jen and Jenny, I wonder if you can help me expand on that idea and imagine the influence that Roots of Empathy will have when our schools reopen to restore that sense of physical and emotional safety within our buildings. We hear a lot of talk about catch up and we have to close the gap and we need to catch up and it's all of these needing and we have to and I think that we need to be waiting for welcoming these kids back wherever they are, wherever they're at, whatever they've experienced and being able to use lessons like those from Roots of Empathy to build that commonality and that understanding and that empathy that we may have all experienced this but we didn't all experience it the same. And as we move forward in time, and this memory of the past two years fades somewhat, being able still to pull those lessons forward and remember that we all come with different experiences. And I think that some people who thought they had empathy for what situations others were experiencing may have a better perspective than ever in what it is like to in particular live through trauma and how hard it is to show up every day and do your best because your best today may not be your best tomorrow and that is just fine if you are giving your best that is all anybody should ever be asking of themselves or anyone else but understanding that when you have adverse experiences you have more hurdles and walls to climb over to get to the same place everybody else is. And I think that I hope will be the lesson that all of us will keep in our minds and hearts as we do move forward and step forward and welcome these young young people back and not worry about 
what they should be doing in the third grade or the fifth grade. This is where we are at right now. And some kids may be where we used to have grade level targets and some kids may not be. But wherever we are, that's where we need to start from. And we need to understand that and do what we can to help solve the problems for everybody else and support them as we all move forward together. I think a beautiful part of the program is it's about validation. It's validation for the baby's feelings that the feelings are okay. No matter what they are, they are okay. And we can help the baby with those feelings. And that's a big piece of the way that the program is run too, that all feelings are okay. And we talk about ways to express your feelings, good ways to express your feelings, ways that might not be as helpful to express your feelings. But in the end of it, the main message is all feelings are okay. And that's a piece that we're going to have to really carry through when life starts to turn back to normal. And I saw a lot of it even in the classroom this year. You know, the kids that had taken roots last year, people were sharing, well, I'm scared. I, I just want everybody to get the vaccine or I really want this or I, I miss my grandparents. And people were like, I miss them too. I miss my grandparents too. I know how you feel. And that's the language that roots stems from. Mary, what's the best way for listeners to find out about and get in touch with the great people at Roots of Empathy? You certainly can go to Roots of Empathy's website, which is rootsofempathy.org. Lots of great information there about the program. And they can also connect you in your own community with whoever might be coordinating. Certainly people could connect with me at m.right, W-R-I-G-H-T at ywcacambridge.ca. Mary Wright, Jen Veach, and Jenny Smith, thank you for sharing the great work and the incredible potential of Roots of Empathy with me tonight. And I would be very excited to reconnect once our in-person Roots of Empathy programs are restored to check in with you all again. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Good News Brad News Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and leave a comment wherever you found this podcast. And if you like what you heard, please recommend Good News, Brad News to a friend. And please hit me up on Twitter. I'd love to hear from you. You can find me at Brad, B-R-A-D, underscore Hughes, H-U-G-H-E-S. I look forward to hearing from you and to reconnecting with you on our next episode. Until then... Get out there and do amazing things. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We'll see you on the next episode.